0: Welcome to the Love Your Life Project, a gentle guide to living a wholehearted, meaningful life. In these trying times, listen to stories, poems, musings, mystical wisdom to inspire you, bringing a little more light to your day. I'm Anuramana. Hello again, my beloved friends. Lovely to be back with you. It feels like it's been quite a long time. It's actually been two weeks since I've recorded. Uh, I had pre recorded the previous two meditations I sent out because I was traveling or about to travel, and I have spent the last two weeks on the road having a I would say, much-needed and, can I say, well-earned holiday. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I've gone on a you know, an extended vacation without either working or preparing to work. So this was an amazing parenthesis, I guess you could say, in my normal life to take this fortnight to visit some places that are very dear to my heart and because this podcast is really framed around loving your life loving your life through all of it I felt that I would share this week about my adventures out in the wider world um Overall, it was an absolutely wonderful trip with a few hiccups here and there. And came home late last night, weary, but so happy, so full, so grateful. And have been feeling that all day today as I unpack and do laundry and catch up on mail. But this evening... I received a text from my friend Amaya saying that there's a a new fire in Lake Shastina, not far from where the previous fire was about a month ago. And so I venture into this episode with a a heavy heart, just in the sense of disappointment in a way and also Sadness for the people who have to evacuate or the people who are on warning to evacuate. And, of course, incredible gratitude to the firefighters and could hear the planes dashing overhead with fire retardant. And it's become almost like the sound of summer, even though now we're into autumn and we've passed the equinox, uh almost into October but I was hoping the fire season would have ended for the year but not so and I will say that one of the amazing kind of revelations on this trip was how differently I responded to the wind you know here when We're in summer, or I suppose now the end of summer, autumn, when it's still hot and so dry and the wind kicks up. There's always a kind of alertness, like, oh, if there's a fire, it'll spread, and it'll spread fast, depending on how high the wind is. And really all summer long, I noticed how I was really keeping an eye on... The wind. And while I was traveling in other places that aren't as prone to wildfires, it was such a beautiful bomb to have the breezes or even the wind uh, blowing in my face and feeling the aliveness of it. And of course, it's alive here too, uh, not to deny that, but it comes with a you know, a kind of a a price on its head, so to speak. Anyway, about my travels, I went first to Santa Cruz. I loaded up my car and packed for two different climates, but my first stop was Santa Cruz, and I had cobbled together various places to stay in that area, Santa Cruz and Aptos. And I'd been to Santa Cruz once before, and Absolutely loved it. It's just such a happy town, it seems to me. Of course, I'm sure there's difficulties as well. But it seemed everybody had a surfboard or a dog. (laughs) And there's just kind of an easy, casual vibration there. I called my sister from the first place that I was staying and She said, oh, you've got to put on the Beach Boys. It sounds like it's that kind of place. (laughs) But the first place I rented, it was a room in the attic of a house, high up about two or three stories. And you had to go up quite a treacherous steel spiral staircase to get there. But, oh, the view was stunning. I was right across the road from the ocean and in an area called Pleasure Point. And this is a famous area for surfers because the waves are so high. And it was such a pleasure to sit out on the deck and watch them go or fall or ride the waves. And it was a hot day when I arrived, and so I really wanted to swim. And so I, it was late in the day, so I just got in with the surfers instead of looking for a possibly safer beach. <laughs> so I was flung around by the waves for a little bit, but it was so wonderful and cleansing. And it happened to be the, the day after the full moon. And so both nights that I was there, I was just mesmerized by the moonlight on the water. And you could really hear like the loud crash of... The water just pelting against the seawall all night long. It was so alive and of course high winds which of course help the surf a lot. And there's a lovely walk along the sea and I, from where I was sitting on the porch I could see all kinds of people walking, talking, bicycling, half of them with wetsuits half off you know hanging from their waists and their surfboard tied to their bicycle and it was just really delightful and then I moved to a place just for one night because where I'd been staying wasn't available and it was a room kind of in a in a suburban neighborhood uh, in a place called La Selva Beach although it was very far ...from the beach, it was way up in the hills... ...and when I got there, there was just a lot of uh, toxicity... ...you know, just the smell in the room... The, ...the woman who owned the house said that it was the cleaner's products... ...but they were pretty intense, pretty toxic... ...so I opened the door, the sliding door wide... ...and went for a walk... ...and there was no fridge there either, I had loaded up on food... And so I had to find a a place to buy a $10 bag of ice (laughs) in the local town to just keep my, my few perishable items cool overnight. So by the time I got back and got settled in, it was too late to go to the beach. However, it turned out to be the comfiest bed that I'd ever slept in, really. It was so plush that when I woke, I had thought I would get up and head to the beach before checkout, but instead I just laid in bed and read a book, what luxury, (laughs) and wrote, and just looked through the window at the beautiful red berries on the tree, which was kind of the leaves were shifting, turning a kind of golden brown and there was a hummingbird chewing, pecking on the berries. So it was really a beautiful kind of quiet morning there. It's so funny how first impressions, you know, when the resistance comes in, and then you realize, you know, everything is okay. You kind of let go, and, and then everything opens up again. So the other beautiful... Uh, visit I had in Santa Cruz was with Penny, this wonderful woman who's in my poet, one of my poetry groups. And she's also a beloved friend and actually a brilliant poet, I should say. But I had a delightful lunch with her and her husband Tom in their garden. It was just such a beautiful, welcoming, light-filled home and garden. And we even had a dip in her pool. It was really wonderful, and she took me up to the university that has this fabulous garden where they grow all kinds of herbs, vegetables, fruits, flowers, it just feels like such a fertile area, and I feel if my heart could choose a place to live, you know, if I were young again, or if circumstances change here that that would be a place I could put down roots. It just really sang to me, and I hope I at least get to return regularly, if not live there. And another thing to share about Santa Cruz is, many, many years ago, I used to teach up in the Palouse. I would do two weekend retreats a year, and had so many beloved, beloved people up there Um, who came together to write and share from the deepest place of heart. And that kind of fell away when the pandemic began, although I still hold all of those people so dear to my heart, to my life, and I'm still in touch with many of them. But anyway, I was flying back from one of those um, visits from Seattle, Back to Medford, and this delightful young girl sat next to me on the plane. And there was something about her, she was just so filled with light and energy and joy. I'd say she was about 13, and she told me she lived in Santa Cruz and that everybody surfed and that she came from a singing family. And she told me a fascinating story when I said I was from Ireland. She said, Oh, my father's from Ireland, and he grew up on this. Small island off the coast of County Cork, down south, of in Ireland, and that he came from a fishing family, and his father went out fishing one day and, unfortunately, drowned, and, of course, his mother was bereft and sent her son off to America so he wouldn't fall into the, the same fate. And I found it interesting that he ended up in Santa Cruz and surfs all the time and taught his children to surf. So he was obviously a man of the sea. So I thought that was an amazing story, could make a novel out of it. And so when we landed, um, this girl, her name was Faith, and her mother was on the plane in a different seat So we chatted and she said she would got married in Dublin on the Ha'penny Bridge and we had a lovely exchange. So that was many many years ago, maybe seven maybe eight. But I never forgot her and she was really the reason that I went to Santa Cruz a couple of years ago just for three days to check it out and it certainly lived up to all of her hype. And so I was back again in Santa Cruz the other week and You know, I always think of her when I'm there, but of course I've never seen her again. And so I went for a swim one afternoon at a beach and was just getting back into my car and I saw her (laughs) cycling past, she was on her phone, pedaling past, and I thought, oh my God, there's Faith. And of course I couldn't talk to her because she was long gone. But I drove away and I was looking for a place to get fish tacos and found her parking her bike on the same street. And so I rolled down the window and called out to her. And she turned around and she said, Oh, my God. And I thought she would never remember me, but she did. She said, Oh, yeah, I remember you from the plane. And she said, I can't wait to tell my parents. (laughs) So that felt like a beautiful synchronicity, a coming together in such a beautiful way. and She actually messaged me after that and invited me to supper with her parents next time I'm in town. So it was just overall a magical, magical trip. And then I went south to Aptos, where my friend Savarna lives, and I had rented a, a room in a house again, but it was very close to the, the sea. But I must say it was a bit of an adventure there. The house was pretty run down and um, the room, even though it had looked okay on Airbnb, and I will admit the host had called it charming and funky, <laughs> but it was funky in, let's say, neon lights. Um, it felt like more like a dorm room. And the coffee cups were filthy, and the glasses, so I bought some new ones for myself. But also, she said, the woman who owned it, she said, don't put any toilet paper down the loo, because the plumbing is tricky. And so after a few days, that was not exactly pleasant in the bathroom, which is also where the kitchen was, in a very small space, a microwave, and pretty dodgy electricity. So at first I was like, well, you know, this isn't great. I will admit I was a bit in resistance and thought, oh, I'll go back to the first place that I complained about that had the nice bed but smelled of toxic chemicals. <laughs> but it wasn't available and it turned out to be fine. You know, I realized that I'd spent quite a lot of time in India and was quite used to the protocol of not using toilet paper in the loo. And, and I made the room as cozy as I could. And it was actually very, very sweet for three nights. I had my head, um, you know, my head, behind my head over the cliff was the ocean. And it just felt like the waves were kind of lapping over me. I felt very comforted there. And then, to get to the beach, you had to walk out on this cliff and go down incredibly rickety wooden stairs that really I don't think will last very much longer. It was really um, an act of courage or craziness to go down them at all because there was no railing or anything. But of course, I wanted to get to the sea. So I went down and I had to have a key to go into the into the beach area because I apparently it was a private beach, there were houses there. I had to walk past the houses and get to the beach. So I did that every day I was there and walked for miles and it was just absolute heaven to me, just the nourishment of that ocean air and the waves on my feet and yeah, it was, it was such a gift, and I loved every moment of it. And, oh, I forgot one piece, <laughs> which is part of the challenging um, aspect of this journey. The first day I checked in, um, I just left my bags and took off to buy some food. And um, when I was coming back, Uh, I couldn't remember the number of the house and I think I must have reversed it or something because I had so many addresses for all the different places I was staying. And so um, I, I got to the place I thought it was and the house wasn't there and it was dark and there were no street lights and I really felt like I was in the middle of nowhere. And so I called the hostess and she didn't pick up So I called Airbnb and asked if, you know, once they'd verified who I am, that I was booked in, if they could verify the address. And they couldn't, or they wouldn't. Apparently, it's their policy not to give out that information, even though they knew I was legit. So I got really mad, I will admit, Um, especially when he said, the guy said, oh, you could stay in a hotel, which there were none around. There was nothing um and you just pay for it yourself and maybe you'll find the house in the morning <laughs> anyway i had no reception there for internet so i couldn't look up the address either myself so eventually i i got cut off from this guy because i was just there was no reception at all so i just drove around very slowly for a long time and finally came to the house again. So that was part of my adventure, let's say. Um, but also, it's just part of traveling, I think, you know, these little hiccups that happen. And and honestly, it was so worth it. I had a, a wonderful reunion with two beloved pals, uh, one of whom lives in Carmel, Karen, which was about an hour away from Santa Cruz, and then my friend Ruthie drove all the way up from L.A., and we met in a place called Moss Landing on the Bay and had a delicious lunch and rekindling of our friendship. It was really sweet. So all in all, it was such a worthwhile visit to that part of California, and I will say forever. California has my heart. So I'll leave you with this poem by Maggie Smith. It feels like a fitting place to end, and I'll share about the second leg of my journey next week. But this poem is a woman who's sharing the beauty, pointing out the beauty to her child that she's carrying on her chest, in her arms. And she's really introducing her to autumn. And so I feel as, you know, having been kind of your tour guide here myself, (laughs) in a weird way, um, through Santa Cruz uh, and Aptos, I'm going to offer you this poem by a different guide. First of all, I'm your guide here. In the evening, dark morning streets, I point and name. Look, the sycamores, their mottled paint by number bark. Look, the leaves rusting and crisping at the edges. I walk through Schiller Park with you on my chest. Stars smolder well into daylight. Look, the pond, the ducks, the dogs paddling after their prized sticks. Fall is when the only things you know, because I've named them, begin to end. Soon I'll have another season to offer you. Frost soft on the window and a porthole side there. Ice sleeving the bare grey branches. The first time you see something die, you won't know it might come back. I'm desperate for you to love the world because I brought you here. I'm desperate for you to love the world because I brought you here. Thanks for tuning in with me, my friends. More coming next week, and till then, may you have a wonderful introduction beginning to autumn, wherever you may be. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with others. And if you'd like to hear more, you can find me on my website, anaramana.com. And also on there is a link to become a member of my Patreon family, where, for a donation, I offer additional gifts and bonuses, like guided meditations and private Zoom calls. Much love to you. Till next time.